Ciao, sono Mark e oggi ho una notizia. We have some fantastic news for Italian learners. Starting February 2024, our Coffee Break Italian Masterclass is a brand new way to help you take your Italian to the next level. Aimed at intermediate Italian speakers who want to move on to an advanced level, the Masterclass covers advanced topics such as pronouns, the conditional perfect, the passive voice, subjunctive structures and much more, and it ultimately helps you sound more Italian. It's a six-month coaching course with a different module covered each month and it starts on the 1st of February. The lessons are self-access so you can work through each module and benefit from feedback and support from our wonderful masterclass tutors Francesca and Maurizio. Imagine building your fluency with the Coffee Break Italian team over the next six months. Does this sound fantastico? Search today for Coffee Break Italian Masterclass or visit coffeebreaklanguages.com Italian and join the class of February 2024. Places are limited and we're starting soon. Allora, cosa aspetti? Ci vediamo alla Masterclass. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Coffee Break Italian, Season 2, Episode 24. Buongiorno a tutti e benvenuti a Coffee Break Italian. Io sono Mark. Io sono Ayla. Ciao a tutti, sono Francesca. E siamo tornati. We are back with another episode of Coffee Break Italian. Delighted to be here. Come state, ragazze? Bene, grazie. Sì, anch'io sto benissimo, grazie. E poi sono contenta oggi. Come mai? Perché sei contenta? Ah, sono contenta perché eh, questa sera Alessia, che tu conosci, viene a cena, la mia ah, amica. Ah. E, e sono contenta anche perché eh, oggi ho trovato lo zafferano per cucinare il risotto alla milanese per Alessia. Che cos'è lo zafferano? Oh, lo zafferano! Eh, lo zafferano, mh, non so in inglese veramente come si dice, ma è una spezia che usiamo in Italia moltissimo per cucinare. È una spezia con cui preparo il risotto alla, alla milanese e il risotto alla milanese è un piatto per cui io vado pazza e che mangio sempre quando torno in Italia. Okay. Scusate, ho parlato <laughs> tantissimo. <laughs> uh, Francesca, is that, that's fantastic because you've actually, probably without even knowing it, you've used so many relative pronouns and that's exactly the topic that we're going to be doing today. However, before we get to that, Ayla, have you worked out what lo zafferano is? I think it means saffron. Saffron. Sì, brava, brava. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, these these relative pronouns that you've, you've mentioned, you used che, you used per cui, uh, in cui, I think you mentioned as well. Ah, non mi ricordo. <laughs> well, these relative 
adjective pronouns, they're a tricky topic, a tricky topic to to be learning about, but we're going to be covering this today in our episode of Coffee Break Italian. However, before we get on to relative pronouns, we have something relatively important to do, and that is announce the mystery personalities. Isla, you were listening last week to our our, um, Café Culturale. Yes. Did you manage to do some research? Yes, I've tried to do some research, and I think I've managed to work most of them out. Okay, so let's take number one, and that was the first Italian lady in space. Was that Samantha Cristoforetti? Sì, bravissima, Samantha Cristoforetti. Okay, and then number two was a a very well-known author. Andrea Camilleri. Sì, Andrea Camilleri, brava, Ayla. And then we had someone involved, uh, a a calciatore, not a a cacciatore, but a calciatore. And was this one Francesco Totti? Sì, 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 Totti, Francesco Totti. And then uh, a singer that I may have mentioned once or twice in the episodes. <laughs> and that was, of course... You should answer this question, Mark. <laughs> Mark. I think we were talking about Eros Ramazzotti. Bravo. <laughs> no, non canto. Non, oggi Aww. non canto. <laughs> now, there were also two other people that we mentioned in the bonus episode. And uh, the first of these was uh, a professor of astronomy. Francesca, who was this? Sì, Margherita Ack. Margherita Ack. And finally, the other person that we uh, described the Nobel Prize winner was... Rita Levi-Montalcini. Perfetto. Okay, hopefully our listeners were able to work out the identities of these Italian personalities. Right, it's time to return to our relative pronouns and get on with our lesson. Allora, siamo pronti? Sì, mettiamoci al lavoro. E io vi ascolto. As usual, we're starting with our presentation section. And in this presentation section, I'm going to put Francesca on the spot. You started talking about these. Well, you didn't talk about the relative pronouns, but you started using them without even thinking about our poor listeners who may not be necessarily used to hearing them. Can you explain, first of all, what a relative pronoun is? Okay, so relative pronouns, if we think of the word uh, relative, uh, are linking words, uh, words which are used to relate to to clauses, uh, uh, which otherwise would be separated. Uh, In English, I think you would use uh, which, uh, that, uh, whom, or uh, who. Yeah. And um, I'll give you an example to make things uh, easier. Uh, you could say in English, I have a book and you could add it is very interesting as a separate clause. But you could put them together and say, I have a book which is uh, very interesting. Absolutely. So the which there. The thing that joins these two parts of the, the sentence and the, the two pieces of information, basically, that is the relative pronoun. It relates the first part of the sentence to the second part of the sentence. Okay? Sì, sí, esatto. Now, first things first in this lesson, I want a, 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 a rule here about dealing with, with relative pronouns, and that is there is no direct translation for the relative pronouns in English into Italian. You cannot say that that is such and such in Italian, or who is such and such in Italian. There's no direct correlation between each of these. We need to analyse the way in which they work in English and then look at how that would work in Italian. Let's begin with Italian. And I think we'll we'll begin with the, the relative pronoun that we would use for that very sentence. So, reminders of the sentence? 
Sì, eh, in inglese. In inglese, per favore. I have a book which is very interesting. Now, I would suggest that some English speakers may say, may prefer to say, I have a book that is very interesting. So we could use that or we could use which. It kind of depends on, on where we are, which part of the English-speaking world we're in. But in Italian, what is the relative pronoun that we would use there? We would use a che. Che, so C-H-E. C. And therefore, what would we say? Can you, can you translate the whole sentence there? Sì, ho un libro che è molto interessante. So, ho un libro, I have a book. Sì. Che è molto interessante. Sì. Which is very interesting, or that is very interesting. Okay, coming back to our sentence there, I have a book. The book is very interesting. The book is the common element there in both of those sentences. Sì. And that's a kind of key factor for when we're using che. Sì, the idea is that we don't repeat the word book or libro, but we replace it with che, and in this way we can join the two sentences together. Whenever we've talked about pronouns in the past, we've always suggested that they stand for something. The word pronoun means for the noun. So, for example, we use subject pronouns, io, tu, lui, lei, and, and so on, and these stand for the person. If I say io, I'm meaning Mark. If I say tu to Francesca, I'm meaning Francesca. It's replacing the need to say the actual word. And therefore, relative pronouns, they're actually standing for that word again. So in this case, libro, we're avoiding saying libro again. Let's hear the sentence one more time. Sì, eh, ho un libro che è molto interessante. Okay, now che is invariable. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. Okay, so shall we try to think of some other sentences that could be joined together using sì. che? Eh, ad esempio, um, let's take these two simple sentences. Ho un cane. Il mio cane si chiama Fergus. Okay, and come va Fergus? Eh, sì, è veramente il mio cane, sì. Ciao Fergus. <laughs> I hope Fergus is listening. Of course is. <laughs> so, uh, Francesca's two sentences there again, one more time. Ho un cane. I have a dog. Il mio cane si chiama Fergus. My dog is called Fergus. Now, there, we are talking about the dog in both of those sentences, but we can make the sentence a little more economical by using a relative pronoun. We don't need to say my dog again, but I have a dog who is called Fergus, or sì. which is called Fergus. Again, it depends how much you want to personalise your dog, I guess. Oh, I want to personalise him a lot. <laughs> okay, so what would you say? Ho un cane che si chiama Fergus. Now, this actually introduces a really interesting aspect of relative pronouns, because if we're thinking about the word in English, I have a dog who is called Fergus, it would be perfectly natural for our listeners to start thinking about the word who. And we know how to say who in Italian. How do you say who in Italian? Chi. But we don't use chi in this way as a, as a relative pronoun. See, it doesn't really matter if we are dealing with people or things in Italian. The relative pronoun would always be che. So, uh, un cane che si chiama Fergus. Sì. Ho un libro che è molto interessante. Sì. Ho un fratello che si chiama Matteo. Sì. Always che. Che, sì. And especially if you speak French, it can be a bit confusing. Exactly. But if you don't speak French, ignore that. Sì. <laughs> But no, it's good to, good to draw the comparisons with the languages that you do know. Um, let's take another example. Okay. Um, abito a Glasgow. 
Glasgow è una città molto bella. Okay, let's give our listeners some time to think about this one and see if they can come up with the, the, the version of the sentence which combines both the sentences using the relative pronoun che. Let's hear it one more time, the two sentences. Abito a Glasgow. Glasgow è una città molto bella. Okay, so how would you say then, I live in Glasgow, which is a very beautiful city? Abito a Glasgow, che è una città molto bella. Perfetto. Okay, it's, it's fairly straightforward and you may be thinking, well, why are they going through this in such detail? The reason for that is because it does get a little more complicated. Let's take uh, a couple of other examples. Ho visto il film. Tu mi hai consigliato il film. Okay, so let's just explain this. I have seen the film. You recommended to me the film. Sì. Okay, so here we're going to say, I have seen the film, which you recommended to me. Sì. Let's hear it. Ho visto il film che mi hai consigliato. Don't worry too much there about the me. No, no. Mi hai consigliato. No, we could also say, ho visto il film che hai consigliato. Okay, so I've, I've seen the film which you recommended. Esatto. Um, let's take one more example. Okay. Um, mi è piaciuta la torta. Maria ha cucinato la torta. Ah, okay, this is interesting. Something's going to happen with the word order here. But we, we, we know piacere, to be pleasing. And uh, here we're using piacere in the perfect tense. So, I liked the cake. And then the second part was Maria ha cucinato la torta. Maria baked the cake. Sì. Let's hear the, the version using the relative pronoun. Mi è piaciuta la torta che ha cucinato Maria. Okay. Una domanda, Francesca. Sì. Si potrebbe dire anche mi è piaciuta la torta che Maria ha cucinato? Sì, 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 ovviamente. Okay. Sì, sì. Would it be correct to say that it sounds a little more natural in Italian? to say, che ha cucinato Maria. It does, uh, sì, <laughs> sì. When I, when I was thinking about this example, it, it did seem a little more natural to say, che ha cucinato Maria. Sì, it happens very often in Italian that the subject is moved at the end of yeah. the sentence. So let's just hear the whole version again of that one. E mi è piaciuta la torta che ha cucinato Maria. Perfetto, perfetto. Okay, now we did mention chi earlier. And it is natural that English speakers think of chi as a relative pronoun. And it is, in a way. Sì, sì. But it's not used the way we, do, we would expect it to be used. Come back to uh, a sentence that uses che and not chi. Um, how would I say, for example, I have a friend who is very nice. Sì, ho un amico che... È molto simpatico. Okay, so it's che, even though in English we say who, and we would automatically think that who is translated as chi, but it's not. So here, ho un amico che è molto simpatico. When do we use chi, Francesca? Um, we use chi as a, a subject for a sentence with the idea of all the people who or um, whoever... Uh, does something, those who... And it's always uh, singular and used in the third person, uh, uh, singular, as I said. And typically in Italian is used for sayings uh, or generalizations. Uh, 
I'm thinking immediately of a phrase that my grandmother used to tell me when I was going out driving. She always used to say before, this was when I was much younger, obviously. (laughs) um, She always used to say a very well-known Italian phrase. And I think you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I think (laughs) chi va piano va sano va lontano. So chi va va piano va sano e va lontano. Um, He who goes or whoever goes slowly, if you drive slowly, then you go healthily, si. vasano, e va lontano, and you go far. So drive slowly, Mark. That's what si, my grandmother si, always si. used to oh, say to me. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Can you give us another example, Francesca? Sì, si, one which I really like. Uh-huh. <laughs> e chi dorme non piglia pesci. Okay, chi dorme. Those, uh, Those who sleep. Who sleep. I, I, I think of it as he who sleeps or she who sleeps. Because to me, the who in there helps because we've got oh, key. Oh, okay. And uh, also it's a singular because if we say those who sleep, it, comes, it becomes yeah, a plural. Yeah. So I kind of like to think of it, the person who sleeps, chi dorme, si. non piglia pesci. Uh, he or she doesn't catch fish. Exactly. So if you're sleeping, you won't catch any fish, uh-huh. which I guess would be kind of like the early bird catches the worm, the person who's there and not sleeping. Yes, that's the idea. We'll, we'll get whatever it is they, they, they should be getting. Give us one more. I love these. Chi rompe paga. Chi rompe paga. So he or she who breaks something si. pays for it. Esatto. If you break it, you pay for si. it. Chi rompe paga. So in each of these, these are kind of sayings or generalizations, and the chi is a relative pronoun, but it does mean this he or she who does something or whoever does something. And it, it, it shouldn't be mixed up with the che that we've been using in the earlier sentences that join two things together. Esatto. So che can really cover the function of of that or which or who or whom. It just depends on the English words that we would use, but it's always translated as che, che. in Italian. However, when you were starting, when you were talking about lo zafferano earlier, you also used another relative pronoun, and that's the word that combines with prepositions. And it's it, whenever you p- combine K with a preposition, it becomes this other word. See, si, it becomes cui. Cui, okay. Now that's spelled C-U-I, cui. And it's always linked to a preposition. Francesca, give us an example, please. Sì, si. <laughs> faccio un po' di marketing. Ah, okay. <laughs> uh, Coffee Break Italian è un bellissimo podcast. Imparo l'italiano con questo podcast. Okay, so Coffee Break Italian is a fantastic podcast, obviously. I learn Italian with this podcast. We're going to put those two together. And because there's a with, then we need to think about how that's going to be translated. So if we are putting it into English, Coffee Break Italian is a great podcast with which I learn Italian. Which there is going to be translated as cui. Cui, sì. So we're going to say... Coffee Break Italian è un bellissimo podcast con cui imparo l'italiano. So, con cui, with which. Sì. But it could equally be with whom, if we were talking about a person, for example. Sì, Mark è il collega con cui lavoro. Mark is the colleague with whom I work. So, it's still con cui. And it would be per cui or di cui or whatever, depending sì. on what that, that preposition, preposition is. Give us another example. Um, Fabrizio De André è un cantante. Luisa ha parlato di questo cantante. Okay, let's see if our listeners can put this together. Fabrizio De André is a singer about whom or of 
whom Louisa has spoken. Francesca, can you help us here? So Fabrizio De André is the singer. Fabrizio De André è il cantante. Of whom Luisa has spoken. Di cui Luisa ha parlato. We could also say di cui ha parlato Luisa. Sì, sì. So this way of, of putting the, the, the person to the end. Sì. Okay, good. Let's, let's take another one, but perhaps we'll change the preposition. Let's do an a cui. Okay. Pietro è un ragazzo. Penso sempre a Pietro. Ah, okay, mm. interesting. So, Pietro is a boy. Penso sempre a Pietro. I always think about Pietro. And remember, it's pensare a when something comes to mind, pensare di when it's an opinion. So here we're saying I always think of Pietro. I, Pietro always comes to mind. So, listeners, let's see if we can say Pietro is a boy. To whom I always think. Okay. okay. About whom I always think, but we're using a. Okay, Francesca. Pietro è un ragazzo a cui penso sempre. Perfetto. Okay, so Pietro è un ragazzo a cui, to whom, literally, I think always penso sempre. One more. Let's do a, I don't know, a con cui this time. Ok, con. Allora, compro un po' di pomodori. Faccio il sugo con i pomodori. Ok. So, how would we say, I buy the tomatoes with which I make the sugo? Compro i pomodori, or un po' di pomodori, con cui faccio il sugo. Okay, perfect. This all makes sense. Now, one other thing to mention here is that in Italian, unlike in English, the prepositions never come at the end of a sentence. Ah, bravissimo. However, however, <laughs> it's also important to say that we recognise that in correct English, prepositions shouldn't come at the end of the sentence either. I know, I know. <laughs> but I, I spotted this mistake with my students. They tend to make this mistake quite often, so... I think it's good to point that out. Can you give us an example of what we mean here? Sì, ad esempio, she is the girl I always study with. Right. So we should really be saying, she is the girl with whom I always study. And if you can get into the way of Italianifying your English, sì. with whom I always study, then that will help you get these relative pronouns correct. So, lei la, la ragazza con cui sempre studio. Bravissimo, sempre, o studio sempre. Studio sempre, okay. So, there we have it. I think it's, it's time now to, to have a break because we've certainly spent quite a lot of time in this and it's time to bring Ayla back in, but we'll do that after our break. Okay. Interrompiamo questa trasmissione per una comunicazione importante. If you'd like to make faster progress with your Italian, don't forget that you can use the premium version of this course, which features video versions of the lessons, comprehensive lesson notes and bonus listening materials. Allora, cosa aspetti? What are you waiting for? If you'd like to take your Italian to the next level, go to coffeebreakitalianplus.com. Thank you. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Bentornati. Welcome back. Okay, it's time to go through these relative pronouns. Isla, how have you found this? Yes, I think I'm starting to get the hang of it. Although, as a speaker of French, I'm finding key a wee bit difficult and still slightly confusing. Yeah, it is. And I think the only way to get over this is by some practice. And I think that's exactly what we're going to do now. Si. <laughs> so, uh, Francesca, do you want to, to lead off with this? Si. Uh, I think we're going to do the same thing. I'll give Ayla some simple sentences. Which, which? <laughs> um, you, Ayla, will have to join together okay. with a relative pronoun. Okay. Okay. Okay, allora iniziamo. L'italiano è una lingua? Tutti vogliono parlare l'italiano. Okay, so Ayla, do you know what it means, first of all? Italian is a language. Everybody should speak Italian. Everyone wants to, wants to, to speak Italian. Everyone wants to speak Italian. That's what Coffee Break Italian is for, of course. <laughs> so put that together. L'italiano è una lingua che tutti vogliono parlare. Sì, l'italiano è una lingua che tutti vogliono parlare. So Italian is a language which everyone wants to learn, to speak rather. And the che there, we would be translating as which or that in English. Perfetto. Okay, do you want to try another one? Brava. Eh sì. Ho parlato con la ragazza. La ragazza lavora alla reception. Attenzione. (laughs) I have spoken with the girl. The girl works in the reception. So, Ayla, what you're going to say there is I have spoken with the girl who works in reception. Okay. Would that be Ho parlato con la ragazza che lavora alla reception? Sì, alla reception. Bravissima. Molto bene. So, che there, even though it's, it's who, we're translating che lavora alla reception. Okay. Try, try another one. Sì, um, something with food. Uh, il mascarpone è un formaggio. Gli italiani usano il mascarpone per cucinare. Okay, so il mascarpone è un formaggio. What's mascarpone? Uh, cheese. Mm-hmm. 
gli italiani usano il mascarpone per cucinare. So, Italians... Italians use mascarpone to cook. Exactly. So, we want you to say, uh, mascarpone is a cheese which Italians use to cook. Il mascarpone è un formaggio che gli italiani usano per cucinare. Sì, attenzione, che, che, che gli italiani usano per cucinare. Try that again, just that part. Che gli italiani usano per cucinare. Ah, ok, it's, it's molto bene. It's the tricky gli again, isn't sì, it? Sì, sì. <laughs> ok, let's, let's bring up the difficulty level a little sì, bit now. Sì, sì, We're let's add, add something. <laughs> <laughs> ok, allora. Eh, Laura vive in una città. Nella città di Laura non ci sono auto. Oh, ok, so did you understand that? Was it Laura lives in a city or a town? This town of Laura has no cars? Yeah, so there are no cars in, in Laura's town. So how would you say Laura lives in a town in which there are no cars? Laura vive in una città in cui non ci sono auto. Brava. Brava, sì. Laura vive in una città in cui non ci sono auto. And I'm thinking that probably in a more colloquial Italian we would say dove yeah. instead. And I think you would do the same in English. Yeah, like so where? Laura lives in a city where there are no cars. Sì. So that's, that's okay. So where can be used as a relative pronoun. Sì. Um, but in sort of formal Italian, in cui, in which, sì. in which there are no cars. Okay, let's try another one. Questa è una grande azienda. Mio padre lavora per questa grande azienda. Okay, do you remember what azienda means? Is it a business? A business, yeah. Sì, a, a business, a company. So, this is a big business or a big company. Okay. Um, my father works for this company. So, what we'd like you to do is turn this into this is the big company for which... My father works. Okay. So I could say questa è la grande azienda per cui mio padre lavora. Sì, bravissima. Questa è la grande azienda per cui mio padre lavora. Or we could equally say per cui lavora mio padre. Sì, sì, Just sì. That As slightly we said different before. word order. Yeah, sì. good. Okay, I think it's time to, to come up with some translations okay. out, I think, now, Francesca. So we've done the, the combining the two sentences. Let's do some straightforward translations using relative pronouns. Okay, allora. The bread I bought in Milan is delicious. Okay, we're going to give our listeners, Andaila, some time to think about this. Yeah. And then we'll come in with some translations. So, the bread I bought in Milan is delicious. Okay, I'll have a go at translating that. The bread I bought in Milan is delicious. Il pane ho comprato a Milano è delizioso. Okay, but there is something really important missing there. What's I know this? it's not there in English. Yeah. <laughs> What's this whole lesson about? It's about relative, relative pronouns. pronouns so, <laughs> you did, yeah, and it's a really good point that because in English we don't always need the relative pronoun there. The, bo- the bread I bought in Milan 
is exactly the same as the bread which I bought or the bread that I bought in Milan. But we don't need it in English. We does in Italian. We absolutely always need it. So let's try this again, but this time using the correct relative pronoun. Ayla. Okay. Il pane che ho comprato a Milano è delizioso. Esatto, così è corretto. Perfetto. Sì. Okay. Let's try another one. Okay, uh, let's move to Venice. E vaporetti are boats with which people travel in Venice. Mm, interesting. Vaporetti are boats with which people travel in Venice. Okay, Ayla, once again, we'll give you some time and Thank then you. we can <laughs> we can see how we, we go on with this one. Okay, Ayla, have a go at that. Vaporetti are boats with which people travel in Venice. I vaporetti sono barche con cui la gente viaggia a Venezia. Okay, bravissima, sì. Just watch gente, it's a G sound. Gente. Con cui la gente viaggia a Venezia. Okay. Okay, ragazzi. Ho un'idea. Okay, what's your idea? <laughs> because Ayla is so good with relative pronouns, mm -hmm. I want to reward her with uh, a game, oh, con right, un gioco. Okay. Allora, cos'è questo gioco? <laughs> un gioco che ovviamente ha i pronomi relativi. Okay, so okay. a game okay. which has the relative pronouns. Sì. See, that's wonderful. You're even using the relative pronouns in the explanation of a relative pronoun great game. Oh, come sei brava, Francesca. Sono brava, sono brava. Allora, I'm going to give you a description or a definition of something or someone using a relative pronoun and uh, you have to guess uh, who or what this is. Sounds, it sounds good to me, okay? Do you want to give us your first okay, one? Okay, let's try and let's see how it goes. Okay, allora, è un formaggio con cui gli italiani coprono la pasta. Okay, let's see it one more time. È un formaggio con cui gli italiani coprono la pasta. Okay, so, è un formaggio con cui gli italiani coprono la pasta. Ayla. Cos'è? I'm going to take a guess and say il parmigiano. Sì, bravissima! Parmigiano. So it's a cheese with which Italians cover the pasta. Sì, <laughs> maybe it's a bit too much cover, but some people do. Okay, uh, let's, let's do one more. Okay. È una macchina rossa che sognano tutti gli italiani. Mm, interessante. Ancora una volta. Sì, è una macchina rossa che sognano tutti gli italiani. Ok, now that's, that's an interesting use of sognano. Uh, they dream about it. Yeah. Sì. So, è una macchina rossa che sognano tutti gli italiani. What do all Italians dream about? What red macchina? I can only think this would be a... Or... La Ferrari? Sì, ovviamente, <laughs> la Ferrari. Excellent. Okay, we'll do one more. We've got time for one more in this lesson. It's getting quite late, but we'll do one more. Okay. Eh, sono i frutti da cui ricaviamo il limoncello. Ah, 
Okay, that's that's good because we've got Dakui from which a new preparation. We've not spoken about that one yet. Sono i frutti da cui ricaviamo il limoncello. I limoni? Sì, ovviamente, (laughs) i limoni, i limoni, bravissima. I think this seems like such a good game. I think we should continue this game in our bonus episode, Francesca. Buona idea, sì. Okay, so for now we're going to leave it there. We will indeed be continuing the guessing game over at the bonus episode, the bonus audio episode, which is part of our bonus materials for Coffee Break Italian. You can access them. That's the video version, the lesson notes and our bonus materials for listening at coffeebreakitalianplus.com. And talking of guessing games, we'd like you to come up with a definition of something, using a relative pronoun, of course, and post it on Facebook. We'll post something there in the next few days, and you can post your own challenges for the rest of the Facebook community. That's at facebook.com slash coffeebreakitalian. And don't forget, you can also find us on Twitter at LearnItalian. And if you would like to find out what happens behind the scenes here at Coffee Break Languages, search for Coffee Break Languages on Instagram. È tutto per oggi, grazie molte e arrivederci! Ciao ciao! A presto! You have been listening to a production of the Coffee Break Academy for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2017, Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2017, Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.